Hey y'all and welcome to Dun 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 Investigation. Yeah. I'm Mia. I'm Brando. And today we're here to talk to you about Vietnam. You know, I don't know if this is gonna be like backwards. Like we'll talk to the interview people like to see if they can like reverse it. Well, they're not gonna be able to rotate the the whole thing. Because it says like man TF, but it's Vietnam, y'all. No. He ruined the whole intro. I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to do it anymore. Okay. Well, 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 let's just talk. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. But anyway, we are talking about Vietnam today, which is absolutely one of my favorite wars to study. Mainly because I think I've mentioned this. We we're only in Vietnam because we didn't know how to mind our business. Mm, like it's giving on Ukraine. <laughs> Cancel the loans, Joe. Like why are you sending you billions of dollars to Ukraine? Dollars, bro. Cancel our loans, Joe. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Bro had one job. Yes. So, background before we get into the actual Vietnam War. When we talk about Vietnam, we have to remember that this is absolutely at the time of this huge fear of communism. The Vietnam War is going to, I believe the technical start date is like 1954, even though they were definitely super beefed up before then. Yeah, 1954, and it lasts. It lasts a good while. Not even gonna front. Um, I have a quick question. Sorry, what? So I know what communism is, right? It's this sense of community, like everyone, like yes. But why was this just such a like evil thing to have happened? And like, why is this like a bad thing in America? That is a great question. Because I really, really, and I genuinely don't know. Like, I never, I read about what communism Uh, was, and maybe I just don't have an in-depth definition of or understanding of communism, but I just don't understand, like, why is this such a bad concept? So, communism is this idea of collectivism, which, if you know anything about the United States, you know that is the exact opposite of what we are. So, and it depends on, really, what type of communism communistic state you are mm. um but overall what you see a lot of is sometimes forms of dictatorship oh, okay. um so like extreme cases would be um hitler right hitler is technically a version of communism because they control that everything that the people do right and he becomes a dictator because again he controls everything that people do but you also have places like um russia which it depends on which era of Russia you're looking at, whether we can say it was I or not. Hey, uh, right. Hey, hey, love you guys. Um, but it's this idea of collectivism. You have one leader that basically kind of rolls everything down, but you have a collective oh, okay. state where people are like, um, in some cases, they literally share everything. So there's no one direct owner of like Apple. Right. There would be no um, overtaking of certain like businesses. So no monopolies, so no things like that. People and, aren't rich because everyone gets a piece of the pie and that goes against hey, the United States because we're capitalists. Yep. That's basically the big fear when we talk about communism. Um, ah. Also, like you can't be a democracy and have capitalism if you're a communist nation. And we sense. know one thing about America and white men, they love their money. So that's what this is about. Yeah, okay. so Thanks. that is what this is about. That's so when we get into um, the Vietnam War, we have tensions between the North and the South, like prior to, excuse me, the United States even stepping in. And what's always crazy to me, though, about Vietnam is that they both had the same mission and goal. They wanted one united Vietnam. They didn't want mm-hmm. it to be North and South, but they just could not decide on like how to do that. So you have Ho Chi Minh. 
who is in the North. Mm-hmm. And Ho Chi Minh is going to be communist. Okay. And then you have DM who is in the South and he's going to align himself with democracy and with the West. Mm-hmm. So Ho Chi Minh's thing was we are Vietnam. We need to remain Vietnam. And if we align ourselves with the West, they're going to take over everything and spread democracy. And it's not going to be Vietnam anymore. So mm-hmm. he is like super, super, super against doing anything with the United States. Whereas okay. DM again has aligned himself with the United States. Right. So they was beefing. Beef. They were beefed up. Uh, okay. Yes. Got it. So, okay. But also keep in mind the North communism, that's the big issue. Mm-hmm. Right. So the United States is kind of watching them being beefed up before the war officially starts. And they're like, oh, it's not looking good. Because truth be told, um, Ho Chi Minh, his forces, big guns. You feel me? Like they coming with the blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? They not taking no for an answer. And they literally will run over anybody. Okay. So. And they are pro-communism, right? Yes. Okay. Pro-communism. So, what the United States does, and they're like, man, we really need to send some aid out to the South because we don't want communists to spread, communism to spread, but we also don't really want to be a part of this. So, they start sending them stuff secretly. That's how we start. Was it really secret? You know, this really, like, is... The United States really just loves to repeat... Yeah, history and fuck it up every time. Because they did this in... World War Two before yep. we got directly involved, they were secretly sending yep. aid <laughs> to like, like yeah, yeah. It was not a secret that people know. I'm sure the enemy knew. It's not a secret. Somebody knew. Somebody it's knew. But at this time, we have what we call the domino theory, and the domino theory basically states like if one nation falls to communism, their oh yeah, ooh yeah. ooh ooh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, yes, their yes, neighbors yes. will also fall to communism. Okay. So. This is what motivates the United States to actually join the war. And we're going to have what we call the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which is basically going to give President Johnson um, the go-to to send American troops to Vietnam. Um, y'all, when I tell you the American people were pissed the hell off, like, pissed the hell off. Like, the Vietnam War lasts... Oof, up through the 70s? Yeah, because we it's can't stay all those things. Yeah. So at this time, we get the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution. This is what we're going to first see anti-war movement within the United States because he's sending all these troops, and where are you getting them from? That's my brother. That's my daddy. That's my cousin. Like Drafting them. Right? It's, no, we're not with it. And also, communism is not a tangible thing, right? Nobody can see communism. Nobody can even feel communism. So everybody is like, what is the beef? We don't even know these people over there. Like, and we don't like, know them. are we? Why are we fighting? In the words of Marvin Gaye, what's going on? What's going on? Wasn't that like recorded? Like, Yeah, I believe so. Don't quote us, but I'm almost certain. Yeah, I think so yeah almost certain. And then Muhammad Ali, he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, Mom, yeah Muhammad Ali, one of my favorite, favorite uh, accidental activists, as I like to call him, when he refused to go to war. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to go over there and fight the people. But we're actually going to see a lot, a lot of black people that not only get drafted, but also refuse service. And yeah, absolutely. Think about it. Okay. Like, okay. If we're in the sixties, right? The late sixties. Okay. You have just lost, you have lost Malcolm X. You have lost Martin Luther King Jr. You are still, you are still peak. uh, You're jumping the guy. You're jumping the guy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. We're going to get to MLK's. MLK's death actually plays a, um, Oh, I'm not going to say a, a big role, but it does kind of shape uh, black GI troops experience within the war. Because like, why would I go over there and fight 
like this war for a country we already don't have a clear objective about why we're fighting in the first place yeah but why am i gonna fight for a country that is literally racist to me and if i'm in the wrong part of the country i can easily be lynched and killed quite easily yeah yeah so we're gonna see the anti-war movement pick up after uh operation rolling thunder which if you don't know it's just boom 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 bombs shoot 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 we killing everybody type of situation mm-hmm. going on here. So we're going to have Operation Rolling Thunder. We're going to have things like Agent Orange. And all of these things are going to be impacting a lot of black soldiers. So Agent Orange specifically, it's not really going to impact them until they get home. But what we're going to see happen is the United States uses this herbicide, like poisonous mix, um, basically to utilize chemical warfare in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And um, it has terrible effects, if you couldn't guess. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that a lot of these uh, GI vets come home and they don't have access to treatment because America is still incredibly fucking racist. Yeah. So they've been poisoned by this um, herbicide that they've had to put out to poison people in Vietnam and other troops and things. And then they come home, don't even have access to actual health care. So they're dying. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So anyway, keep it moving. Agent Orange. And then we're looking at um, around this time, as you spoiled, MLK is going to be assassinated, right? Mm -hmm. And you would think because they are in Vietnam, it actually wouldn't be that big of a deal, but you would be wrong. Yeah. So this is technically the first integrated war since we get Executive Order 9981. I believe that's the correct number. It's either 9981 or 9901. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is going to be the executive order that actually integrates the military. So first integrated war. So we have black and white soldiers living in the same barracks, you know, doing the day-to-day things together. There is no separation at all. We're going to see the assassination of MLK. And what their white counterparts are going to do is to go put on their KKK hoods and prounce around um, their, what do you call it? What do you, stations? It's not a station. What's it called? Um, yeah, like a barracks. Uh, yeah, the like barracks are, I was just going to say like where they're stationed. But I don't think that's okay. So wait, so... They were over in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they put on, while they were over there, to terrorize black GIs yeah. who were over there fighting. Oh, and my. they burned crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. If you can believe it. As if in Vietnam. war was not bad enough. Like, Let's sprinkle some racism in there, too. Because yeah, a because black leader has died. Have you lost your fucking mind? What? I did, what? Yeah. And it's like a crazy t- statistic of like, um, at the time, black people were only like 11% of the population, but they were 16.3% of the people that were drafted into the war. Of course. So you can imagine like how many black soldiers are actually like living this particular reality. It's It's... It's really insane. But okay, I'm going to wrap up with the the end of the war so we can jump into my favorite topic about Vietnam. Maybe not my favorite. I'm kind of obsessed with Vietnam. It's fine. Whatever. So we have what we call Vietnamization, which is basically pulling um, U.S. troops out of Vietnam. They're like, hey, y'all got to take it from here. We really Mm -hmm. don't want no more smoke. Like, we're over it. Whatever. Okay. So this is under John F. Kennedy, I believe. And he does this and he's like, we're going to do a casual removal of all the troops, because at this point, they've all turned Gulf of Tonkin, so he couldn't even send out more troops if he wanted to. He'd have to get approval, and everybody hates them. Um, and this is also right after Kent State. And if you guys don't know about Kent State, you should absolutely look it up. But it was an anti-war um, protest at 
Kent State University, um, where I believe there's four fatalities um, after they called in the... Wait, I'm sorry. They called in what? The National, the National Guard. Guard. Yeah, to end the protest. They and, killed the people? Yeah. And we're segueing a little bit, but I promise to circle back. So Kent State is actually a huge turning point in actual... Um, the Vietnamization because um, thinking about Kent State and at this political time, there are mainly what white students in college. And they were like, oh my God, if they will kill 24 year old Elizabeth studying at Kent State, they will kill anybody. And so that is a really big turning point to getting the older community into the anti-war protest because at that particular time, it had really only been college-age students and younger that were actually out protesting against the war because they, you know, felt it was morally wrong, you know, make love, not war, that type of era. And so, again, after Kent State happens and they kill these college students, they're like, oh, my God, they will actually kill anybody to shut them up. And it's a big wake-up point for America. And they're just kind of looking at the president's, like, what like what are you gonna do about this? And so that's how we get Vietnamization and this idea of like, okay, now we're gonna start pulling these troops out, and also the release of the Pentagon Papers where they found out that they were being very dramatic about this war and it was not that big of a deal. But whatever. Of course. Right. So we have Vietnamization that happens. And we start pulling these troops out, pulling these troops out, and we finally get them all home. We are no longer in Vietnam supporting them in this war, except for financially and you know via sending the guns. But we don't have actual troops in Vietnam. Y'all, immediately Sagan falls. Oh. Yeah. And if you don't know, Sagan was actually a city in South Vietnam. Uh, immediately Ho Chi Minh is like, hey, they don't have a backup no more. Send in the guns. And that's what I would do. Yeah, that's Ho Chi Minh. I'm telling you, this man was a gangster. Like, I, I don't like to support war. I truly, truly don't. But if I had to go to war, absolutely would do it like Ho Chi Minh. Like, if you, you never, I'm not going to promote that but Ho Chi Minh was that guy okay so anyway they go into South Vietnam take over Sagan and that is uh symboling the end of the war the fall of Sagan they take it over and they rename it Ho Chi Minh City oh yeah yeah he got his own city name yeah. back him is Ho Chi still named that I think so if okay. I'm not mistaken I believe it is still named Ho Chi Minh City okay. that was 1975 I'm pretty sure he was a terrible person but like yeah yeah for sure and he was absolutely fucking ruthless but i mean you gotta be if you're trying to win a war i suppose mm-hmm. like let's not act like the united states ain't done they dirt you feel me um so that signals the end of the vietnam war that is again in 1975 so what we see happen immediately after is obviously all these troops have come home but we have the surplus of babies in vietnam and you want to know why Y'all, they was smashing. They was over there doing that. They was they was doing that nasty. So, uh, if you don't know, after a war, typically what you're going to see is like a baby boom. So after like World War One, World War Two, there's a huge baby boom because you have all these soldiers that are coming home that have been away from their wives or partners or you know whatever for an extended amount of time, and they come home excited to be home, making all the babies. What you see happen during Vietnam is actually um, a baby boom that happens within like a year's time span after the war. Typically they take like five to 10 years, um, but this happens within like a year span after the war. And it's because during the war, they had all taken Vietnamese lovers. Mm. Dog, when I first found out about this, blew my mind. So- So they were Blasian? They was Blasian. Okay. I mixed with a little something. Uh-huh. So you're going to have two different types of uh, Vietnam War babies. You're going to have what they call dust babies, 
which are going to be um, Vietnamese children that had white fathers. And then you're going to have brown babies, which are going to be the Vietnamese um, people that had sex with black soldiers. Yes. Um, so the United States is kind of like, oh my goodness, what do we do about all these babies? Like, it's so many of them everywhere, and they claim in that they belong to people in the United States. Because a lot of what the Vietnamese women did was to try to, like, write back or send letters uh, to the government and things like that to say that their child um, was half American, so mm-hmm. they deserved American citizenship. Right. Which, like, points were made. Yes. Points were made. And obviously, a lot of them were obviously living in South Vietnam, and now they've been taken over by North Vietnam. So mm-hmm. they are not really in agreement with what's going on there. So they're trying to get their kids out and low-key themselves, you feel me? Um, so we get what we call Operation Baby Lift. And it is exactly what it sounds like. What does it sound like? They lifting the babies out of the South? No oh, bullshit. Oh, wow. You know, I feel like I've seen pictures of this, and yeah. I did not know, like, the context. I love war, but I'm, I'm not really fully, you know, like... I, Vietnam's my favorite. I, yeah, There's so wow. much going on in the Vietnam War. Wow. This makes me want to kind of tap in. Yeah, it's... I'm telling... I tell everybody, because nobody ever believes me, Vietnam is the best war. Forget World War One, World War Two, Death Star, all forget them. It's Vietnam. I like World War Two. So World War Two is great, but Vietnam. Okay, I'm your shirt even says it. But anyway, so we have Operation Baby Lift, right? Operation Baby Lift, y'all. I hate to tell you, the first Operation Baby Lift was not. Wait, why wasn't this what they did? They put them on helicopters and everything. But nevertheless, we persisted. And I'm not actually certain on, like, how many fatalities it was or how, like, but I do know that, unfortunately, there were babies that died. Yeah. Um, But they tried again, and they did manage to get, I think the number is, like, 2,200 babies that were um, lifted out of Vietnam and safely Oh, they were smashing, smashing. They were, that's literally, like, bro, baby boom is an under-freaking-statement. Like, wow, yeah, they was having the sex for real, for real. Mm. But yeah, I believe the number is like 2,200 babies that were actually um, brought into the United States. But the issue then became they didn't know who their fathers were. Like, and what are you going to do? Like, there's literally a lot of the women didn't even know, like, these men's last names, you know, like, and it was just like, it would either be like the men had visited, like, um, what do you call them? Uh, a brothel? Yeah, like a brothel, something like that. Or they actually have relationships with them, but there was a language barrier, so they didn't know a lot about these men mm-hmm. um, under the circumstances that were presented, you know? And so, yeah, they didn't know who a lot of their fathers were, so a lot of them ended up going to orphanages. Um, some of them um, were kind of left and did die, which was also unfortunate. There's just nobody to take care of them, but they were moved to the United States. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Wow. I knew none of this. Like, yeah. none of it. And I left out so much. Look. I left out so much. I need to have, like, maybe we need to do a part two. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm over here blown. Like, yeah. what? Not the babies. The babies. And it's, I think. And not the KKK over cutting up in Vietnam. Vietnam is just so interesting because, first of all, it's an incredibly long war because the record start date, like I said, is like 1954, and then mm-hmm. they don't end up wrapping up until 1975, you know, obviously the fall of Saddam, which is what 
21 years ish. So somebody born at the beginning of the war can, well, not even hypothetically, would be reached drinking age by the time yeah. it was done. That's how long it took. And again, a lot of that is like, you know, obviously the North and the South kind of handling their own thing. Um, but I think it's very interesting because. I think we look at a Vietnam differently than we look at like a civil war, even though they're the same type of war, they're mm-hmm. internal wars. Yeah. And I think we just have a different perspective when we talk about war that exists outside of the United States, which is why I find Vietnam so interesting. And also we were only there because we did not mind our business. Like had we kept to our own shit, non-issue. Mm. Joe, President Joe, please take a lesson from this. Well, they do they ever. No. They literally don't. I mean, maybe you'll watch this podcast. Maybe. Cancel the loans, Joe. Yeah. I'm not going to pay Yeah. God, God got it yeah. for me. It's Anyways, so this was another uh, beautiful episode of Education where I learned so much about Vietnam. Yeah, let me know if yeah. you want a part two. I can talk all day. Yeah. Got number time. Well, I am Brando. And I'm Mia. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace.